I thank you for your word, for the lesson, for these people, these great people. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my pastor and his wife. Lord, be with them. I know you're going to use them to touch this precious minister and his wife and their family during this very hard time. Father, just bless them. Keep them safe and bring them back home safely, I pray, Lord. And let them be filled with love and mercy as well. Bless his service tonight. Help us to hear your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, I printed a lot of big stuff because... Since I had my stroke, I can't see very well. I lost my vision for several days. Sister Denise called me and gave it back to me. She sang me a song. I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain. I told you about a couple of weeks ago, a month ago. And about that time, the Lord hit me, and my sight came back. It was still a little blurry, still a little blurry at times, but I could not see anything but dark, and I was able to see. And when I looked out the window there in Wisconsin, they have hills and vikes and, and dikes is what they call them. And I heard the scripture come to me immediately and said, I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord. I swung my legs down off that table, even though I had had the stroke and paralyzed, and they said I was going to a nursing home, probably wasn't going to live. And I began to speak in tongues, and my wife began to speak in tongues, and the Lord healed my body. They said, you're going to go to a nursing home for six months. You cannot go back to Texas. You cannot fly in a plane. You cannot ride in a vehicle. You're going to be in the nursing home recovering. My wife said, my Lord, we, we, had, we don't even have the money to stay another night up here. How can we stay another six months? And, and, you know, I was working my job in Greenville and just didn't see how I was going to do it. By Tuesday, God had done healed me. I was standing up and walking down the wall like this. You see me walk this way still a little bit at times because I'm a little concerned I'm going to fall in front of you. And I don't want to fall because it sure is a big, funny sight when I go down on the floor. And, uh, you know, I, I was, but I walked out of that hospital. They wanted me to go in, in the, the little, uh, uh, whatever you call it, the little wheelchair. But I didn't want to go in that wheelchair. I was going to show them. They said, you got to be up and you got to be brushing your teeth and you got to be eating and, you know, all the things you got to do. Before you can go home after something major like that. And I was doing them all with nobody's help. And I was going to walk out of that. And I walked down to the door and got into the back of the van. And I made my way home. And within two months' time, I was back at work working and worked another two or three years. I don't know if that was a smart thing or a dumb thing. But it anyhow was a good thing for me. Because I was able to say to the devil, God is able to heal and to deliver. And even though you didn't think I'd live through the night. And even though you thought you were going to drill a hole in my head and let my brains fall out. I'm here to tell you... God was with me and I'm still alive and I may not be as smart as I was I never was very smart uh, and I may not can remember your name from time to time and I may not remember what today's date is uh, but I do know this I know who my God is I know that he saves I, I know that he heals I, I know that he delivers uh, and I know hallelujah he's coming back real soon uh, I'm looking forward to it uh, I'm expecting it uh, and so Joshua said to the people he said now look I'm getting to be an old man uh, and, and here we are again I preached along this line a little bit last time but let me go down this road one more time and he said there's some decisions that need to be made he said here it is your fathers served the other gods as they was in Egypt and they were slaves and they worked day and night seven days a week and they died and their women were taken and abused by the Egyptians and horrible things happened to them but they began to cry out to God and God looked down upon them and he said I'm going to send you a deliverer would somebody say deliverer and I'm going to get you out of that mess. I, I want to tell you tonight, when God's people, no matter where you've been, uh, no matter how you've been, uh, when you get determined, you're going to call on the name of your God. Somebody say Jesus. Uh, and when you begin to say Jesus, uh, I need you, God, to get me out of these circumstances. Uh, I need you to get me out of this place. Uh, I want to tell you, my God comes.
comes on the scene and he will send a deliverer. He will send a way out of no way. He will send a highway in the middle of the desert, in the middle of the wilderness. God will make a way through the wilderness. Hallelujah. And he said to them, you saw your mamas and your daddies and your aunts and your uncles and you saw the leaders and you saw what they went through but you saw how God brought a deliverer and he brought you out by the millions. He brought you out not just poor but he brought you out with the wealth of Egypt. Somebody say amen. You worked there for free. You died there for free. You didn't have your own land. You didn't hardly have your own name but God brought you out and he spoiled Egypt and put it into your hands and here you are. And then when you got to the edges of the water and you thought you were home free and everything was fine. Oh I'm saved now. I'm sanctified now. I got the Holy Ghost now. Everything's going to be just fine. And you look up and turn around and there's a devil right behind you again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You think you got it down. You think you got it made. You think everything's okay. And then you have an overdraft on your account and you're thinking, how in the world did I do that? Back in December, I'm so proud of myself. My wife gives me one card and she says, honey, now, this is what you buy everything with. And when I had filled that card up and I didn't pay attention, she said, now you better change over to the debit card for a while. And you pay for this or that. So I went to my little doctor's appointment and I said, well, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to, I want to go ahead and take care of my deductible. Uh, let me cover that that was left over after that surgery I had. I just covered everything. God, I walked out of there feeling like a million dollars. I'd, I'd got that. Oh, I had a clean slate with my doctor. I felt so good. I went down. I thought, well, I have these little 50 parakeets that I'm going to try and sell. Anybody want a parakeet? And they eat a little bit of seed. My wife gets on me every week that I have to buy seed. Honey, that's a waste of money. I love those little things. They'll just fly down, just talk to me. Sweetest little things. I see them one time a day. Buy them seed and feed them every day. Oh, I just love them. I love animals. They don't ever talk back to me. One of them, I pull my hair every time I go in there. He's a penis little. Love them. They're the sweetest. I go out there and have my time with them. I don't shoot. I don't hunt. I don't fish. Everybody does. That's okay. That's my, that's my thing. I don't spend a lot of money on guns and boats and all that kind of stuff. I buy them a little bird from the bird seed. $10. $10. You know, <laughs> we have fun. I'm having fun. But I see him one time a week, and then I have to walk out there in the mud and stuff. And then when I fall, then she says, hi, I told you. You're going to kill yourself. You're going to break your hip, you know. Get rid of them things. Take it up to us. And she's right. And they're going to go, I know, sometime. And I get all of that said and done, and I think everything's just fine. I'm walking along, doing good, and just progressing. And then I buy some seeds for them and pick up a little dog thing treat here because I got the cutest little poodle you ever seen. Don't need that little nasty thing. Four pounds, anybody want it? She's so tiny, I can't bend over and pick her up, Sister Ashley. I try to get her, and she's so tiny. She just slips. That's the truth. She slips right through the face. Littlest dog I ever seen in my life. A year old. Hadn't grown nothing since I got her. Just as a dog. So I got a little dog food and a little treat. I get home, I'm so proud of myself, and everything's going to my wife's email. Everything I spend is going to her email. See, she keeps a watch on me. I got home and found out I'd been using my debit card and spending money instead of putting it on my card and waiting for my check to come in to pay. Mm, Christmas. 
You want to talk about depression? <laughs> Ooh, Mama, did you want some bird seed for Christmas? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Things can happen. I felt so stupid. I took that card out. She took it away from me. She gave me $20, and it had to last me through the end of the month. You try and buy Christmas on $20. I got her good, though. The refrigerator went out. I made her put it on her charge card. I got her something for Christmas. She's so proud of that refrigerator. Lord, have mercy. Things can happen. And you think you're doing good. And the Israelites thought they were doing good. They'd come out. And when they got to the river, they looked up. And who but the devil and his army was behind them. And was pressing up against them. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost just hitting me so strong. What you pressed up against. What you go through. I've been there. I know how it hurts. I know the pain. I know the fear. I, I know all that I've been there. If anybody's gone through hurt, I've gone through some hurts. And I wouldn't trade for one of them. I get rid of them, but I wouldn't try for them. <laughs> and they begin to cry out to God, Oh, God, save us. And he sent a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And he blocked that path between them and the children of Israel. And he said, Whew, And they walked right over on either that little bitty creek or the river, whichever one they decided it finally was. But they got over there. And then the next thing was, is in come the army. We're going to get them, and them just trying to get across there. Oh, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? do you ever, does anybody ever do that? I do. Here I'm supposed to be a preacher, and I'm supposed to be so strong. In fact, I, oh, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I like to see things, you know, pretty quick. My faith is that kind of where I like to see it happen real quick, you know, as much as possible. They got to the other side, and here come the army, lickety split. So now what are we going to do? The cloud's gone. The fire's gone. And God said, I withhold the wind. And it swallowed them up. And he said, so God spared you out of that. And you saw it. Now, I'm speaking to some people here, some elders and judges and, and leaders and teachers and, and people here who have seen the glory and the power of God. None of this surprises you. You know that God can heal. He can save. He can fill with the Holy Ghost. He can bring a backslider back in and fill them with the Holy Ghost. But sometimes when it's yours, it gets just a little bit harder. And when it is your babies, it just about kills you. You can't sleep. You can't eat sometimes. You're trusting God. But until you have one out there that's not saying, I want to tell you something. I feel for anybody whose child dies. But if they're in the arms of Jesus and they go to heaven, honey, I would almost trade places with you. Because the peace of knowing where they are is so much better than laying your head down on the pillow and wondering, God, are they going to come back to you in time? Now, I have faith, but I also have reality. And I'm going to, I'm going to finish because everybody is given the opportunity to choose. He said, choose you this day whom you will serve. 
Now, I want to show you all the things that your God did. He delivered you out of that. He took you through the wilderness for many years. Your clothes didn't wear out. Your food didn't wear out. He took care of you. Now, he's brought us to this promised land. Moses has gone on. I'm about to go on. We're going to make some decisions. I want to tell you that you need to make a decision here. And so he began to speak to them along that line. Let, let me just try and cover it quickly. I've gone longer than I said, wife. I'm sorry. Joshua gathered the uh, tribes of Israel together, and he called the elders, uh, and he said to them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, verse 2, if you just want to go there and read with me because I'm going to read a little bit of scripture. It's so good. He said, your fathers dwelt on the other side of the floods of old times. They did these things. They saw the gods. They worshiped the gods on the other side. They were not blessed. They were not multiplied. But when they began to cry out to me, I heard from heaven and I sent them a deliverer and Moses came down and he delivered them out. And when he could not, Joshua came in and he took the rest of it. And we now have come to this place. And he said, so here we are. So I brought your fathers out, but not only did I bring your fathers out, but I'm looking at the next generation and I'm telling you, God brought you out as well. That's what Joshua was telling them. You have been delivered. How many of you are delivered tonight? If God brought your fathers out and God brought you out, let's not forget God can bring our children out. God can bring our neighbor out. God can bring our enemy out. God can do a great and wonderful thing. But he said not only that, when you came over into this land that you came into, you came into an occupied land. You came into a land where the people hated you. They wanted to fight you. They come against you they fought you they did everything they could and I stood up against them and I slaughtered them all before you and I put you in their houses and I put you in their vineyards and I put you in their gardens and I put you around their pool brother Jerry so you could fish their fish and I did all of those things for you and I've given it all to your hand I want you to see what I have done for you because I love you look up tonight let's church let's see what God has done for us we are a blessed people we are a royal generation. We are the children of God and God has blessed, blessed us thus far. We may have fought some battles. We may have seen some go aside but don't you give up just yet because God is not through. I do believe that there's going to be a thrust of his spirit in these last hours and one more time he's going to harvest that child. They may be hard. They may be hard hearted. They may be spewing out things against God and against you but I know that my God whom my soul serve faithfully, he is is able. I said he is able. Don't you let the devil tell you anything else. I want to tell you, Sister Jane, thank you for telling me to pray. Thank you for telling me not to give up. Thank you for the times that you called me on my job. Carolyn would say, Mom, pray for Brother Dickie. He's having a hard time. You call, you'd send word back. I'm praying for you, Brother Dickie. Don't you give up. It's going to be hard. Nobody knew. Nobody knew the depth sometimes of what I was going through. Nobody always knows what you're going through. Nobody. Some people would say, my Lord, how are they getting through? How can they wear a smile on their face? Why do they even go to church? Because somebody's praying for you and God has already proved himself. Now he said, Here, here's, here's the, the crust of it. Your fathers suffered, died, served other gods. I still brought them out when they cried out to me and delivered. I delivered you. Before your enemy gave you their land, gave you houses, land, wealth, everything. How many of you believe God can take care of you? Lord, I've seen God bless me. My wife and I are really doing better now than we've ever done in our life. And we've got the less income we've ever had. One thing, we got peace. Oh, it's wonderful. We got a promise. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. We got through 44 years. <laughs> we made it this far. But that don't mean he don't try us. But he said, I want to I lay it out before you. Here it is today. It's your choice. 
You can choose to serve the Lord who you have seen do all of these things today. And you can make up your mind to get where you need to be in Him. You can serve Him. You can live for Him. You can rededicate. You can consecrate. You can leap over mountains. You can, you can win the battle. You can live in these nice homes. Uh, you can live in these vineyards. and it, You can have it all good. Not wonderful. Not always the best. But you can have it good because I have good. Or you can just turn your back on God if you choose to. Can you believe that? Some of our kids have chosen to turn their backs on God. Just walk right out. Right out on the family. Right out on God. And it concerns us. Because we see them out there and they, they seem to be okay. Seem to be happy. Best they can. And yet, he said, I want you to choose. Choose is to make a rightful decision. Being able to divide what is good and what is bad. What is appropriate and what is inappropriate. Being able to say, I'm going to choose the good things and the things that are prosperous and the things that are blessed. So you have the right. You know what he has done for you and for your family. And I want to ask you tonight, are you going to choose to serve the Lord and continue to live for him and worship him? Are you going to uh, choose to get back in here uh, and get dedicated? I, I told myself the other day, and I told my wife, I said, we have got to get back by that prayer room uh, before services. Uh, it's not the right thing to do uh, to come in late and do it. And here tonight, I come in at the very last minute trying to get everything together. Sometimes you just hit it hard. But I'll tell you, you ought to strive to do the good and the right. And I'll tell you, uh, the thing that I see about the United Pentecost Church, I've been in many organizations. Uh, I've seen a lot of people. Uh, but one thing about us, and I think gives us our power, is our people believe in going by that prayer room uh, and praying and touching God. You don't have to pray 30 minutes. You don't have to pray an hour. You don't have to pray two or three. You may pay five or ten, but just set the effort. But if you'll just begin to set the effort one more time, so just go through the door even if you walk across the hall and go back out the other side at least you made an effort to try and then the next time stay a little longer walk around the pew before you go out this time but if you'll start making the effort to serve God and live for God and pick back up where you let off uh, and coming on Wednesday night and coming on Sunday night and paying your tithes uh, and paying your offerings uh, and visiting the sick and the weak uh, and helping out around the things I want to tell you God will begin to anoint you uh, he will begin to use you uh, he will begin to bless you uh, and when I look at a 97 year old sister a uh, 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 man who has not given up she can walk up them steps I'm afraid them steps over there she just walked right up them steps I was looking at her tonight just a little old skinny thing wide up them steps on that platform she got behind that pulpit she started preaching and she said forgot my thought grandson what was, what was my thought he said oh that's right that's what I was going to say amen she didn't let even short term memory keep her from, oh I will to tell you it was so anointed because you see she had been there and she may miss a name or a word or she may miss a little something. But she may something say something a little funny because us old people, we do. We say some funny things. One time I was preaching. This was when I was young. And I was going to say Peter was speaking. I said Peter was speaking. That was the end of my message. People were laughing. It was so funny. I even got tickled. You know, we're going to talk backwards and we're going to say things. We're going to get confused sometimes. And the older you get, it's going to happen to you. And you let a little bit of pressure come up on you. You're going to do these things. But I going to tell you, the anointing makes the difference. I've heard some of the most elegant people say some of the most biggest, beautiful words. I didn't even know what they meant. Oh, they just sounded wonderful. And I felt nothing. I've heard them hit some of the most perfect notes when they were singing and just looked like they, oh, they could just direct and sing and didn't feel a thing. But you let an anointed, Holy Ghost-filled person begin to sing under the anointing and what will happen to old brother Dickie? 
Sister Kelly is that I'll get up and I'll just start speaking in tongues and can't quit. I thought Sunday morning I wasn't going to quit speaking in tongues. I thought they're, they're going to take a uh, they're going to take a break here in a minute. I'm going to be still standing up here speaking in tongues. I don't know if I can stop. I get scared sometimes. I get so drunk in the spirit uh, and I just love it. Sunday night, same thing happened again. And I said Sunday night, I am so sick and tired of standing back here uh, and not being able to go to there because I'm afraid I'm going to fall down. Uh, and so I just stepped out last Wednesday night and I just, I just come up here. I, I stood close to the platform because I thought if I fall at least that may grace me some. But when preacher preached Sunday night and he said God's able to hear and he named my very circumstances and situation. I went down there and I stood in the middle of the floor. I planted my feet apart. I raised my hands and I closed my eyes. And usually at that time I say and I closed my eyes and I began to pray and I said God you know the desire of my heart and all of a sudden for about 30 minutes I stood up there speaking in tongues I didn't sway I didn't move oh I've swayed a few times since then what are you saying but I'm saying God wants to prove himself to his people that he is faithful choose you today whom you're going to serve it is so easy to choose oh it's so hard brother Play that old, old song. This is an old song I, I sent, and I asked Mike if he could put it on. It, it's United Pentecostal people Thank sing this. It's an old song. I sort, of, yeah. I sort of didn't like it when it first came out. It's, I choose to be a Christian. And it was so country, and I'm not, y'all that love country, I used to love it. I've gotten away from it, so, but it was so country. I, I, I found a version from Brother Brian Adkins singing it at a youth convention. I met a man the other day who looked at me and said, so many times I've seen your kind before He said you can't do this and you can't do that You're bound by rules and restrictions And what a dreary life All of you young people, all of you middle-aged people All of you people over 100 must observe Well, I looked him in the eye and I said, you're wrong. I can do anything that turns me on. I can smoke till my eyes turn red and my face turns blue. I can snort and cuss and I can chew and dip. I can party all night until the sun comes up. But there's better things in life I'd rather do. What I choose to be Well I must admit From time to time The thought of heaven Keeps me toeing the line Cause that reward that's coming Sounds too good to be true Oh but if it was all Just a fairy tale and There was no heaven And there was no hell I'd still be happy Living like I do Christian, 
choice is mine This is what I choose to be Since a choice is mine This is what I choose This is what I choose This is what I choose to be yeah. Amen First time I heard that song I thought well my Hot dog <laughs> Uh, sound a little country to me, just a little bit, just a little bit, uh, wow. And then I really got to listening to the messages and the word of it. I choose. He said, choose you this day whom you will serve. How many of you know if you want to have good financial standing, you make the choice to quit spending? How many of you know if you want to really be poor, spend everything that comes through your door? If you want to be a good parent... Teach, train, discipline, and set an example. And if you want to be a sorry parent, you just let them run wild. Amen. And it's easy. Just let them do their thing. If you want to be a good employee, you get there ahead of time. You stay and do your job. You don't take too many breaks. You don't go over on your break. You choose to be a good employee, and you will be. You choose to be a bad one, you won't stay there very long. They're going to get rid of you if they can. Amen. You choose to do everything you do. We choose to be Christians. Our children, our loved ones, our neighbors, our enemy, anybody has got to choose to be a child. It's as simple as that. You have made the choice to be a Christian. Why would you quit serving God now? Why would you even back up now? Maybe you've had to back up a little bit. Maybe you, I know old people have to slow down some, but you don't have to give up. But why would you quit serving God at this point in your life? Choose to be a Christian today. Choose to make the decision. Uh, uh, rightly decide what is good and what is acceptable uh, and what is perfect in the sight of God and then get up and go with all of your might. You may fall down in the kitchen and break all the dishes, uh, sweep them up, get up and try again. I haven't quit cooking. I haven't quit uh, helping. Uh, I haven't started. As a matter of fact, I'm putting more dishes in the dishwasher now than I ever have. Uh, sister's getting proud of me. I'll tell you, you just got to make your mind to get up one more time and run this race until he comes. Uh, he said, he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. You don't get saved and then sit down and wait for the Lord. When you get saved, you endure uh, until he comes. That means you labor and you work and you pray and you fast and you don't give in to the things of this world he said but now if it seemed to be evil to you to serve the Lord go ahead and choose there's an evangelist one time that preached about like this this is a true story I can't remember who the evangelist was because that part went there but I won't forget this because it was the funniest thing I ever heard because I've been here I've gotten I've preached and preached until my guts hurt I just loved hearing Brad talking about going home and Jenna consoling him how many times my wife said, oh, honey, it's going to be all right. You may not be a good one, but we'll get back up and we'll make it again. <laughs> you, know, you missed it this time, but maybe, you know, never knowing for sure what God's done. She hadn't done that. But here we are in the midst of all of this, trying to make the right choices and the right decisions. And we find ourselves faltering, getting discouraged, and feeling like, what's the use when the thing to do is, Get more determined than you've ever been before to say, I'm going to do more than I did yesterday. Sister Candy, I'm so proud of you taking and leading the young ladies like you've been doing. It's made a difference in my home. My little daughter-in-law over here has caught a hold of this thing. She's sending me messages now. She's preaching to me. I get a message just about one or two a day. I'm serious. She told me Sunday, she says, Sunday or Saturday, she said, 
I feel led to ask John to come to church. I said to myself, oh boy. I've done that and I've been, I've been so hurt and offended. You know, they, they just don't want to hear it. And I said, oh, I told, I told her, I said, don't get offended. <laughs> don't get offended if it don't happen. But I, I, I feel like I'm supposed to, okay. Oh, Lord. Six o'clock, six o five, six o six, six o seven. But he made it. We had the best time going out and eating in old times. Don't give up. Choose today to be a Christian. Don't choose to go back. Don't choose to do those old things again. If you've ever laid it down and you find yourself picking it up, question why. Ask yourself why. Was there something that really wasn't bad about or, or am I getting a little indifferent? Have, have I got a little slack and unconcerned. What, what, what do I need to do to make this thing for sure? I, I want to make heaven, don't you? Want to go? But if you think that it's evil to serve the Lord, then just choose today what you want to do. And this evangelist got up and preached that message. Basically, not this message, but about that long line. You need to be saved. congregation full. I believe it was over two thousand. Sister Donnie said he, he preached and preached and sweated and cried and prayed and preached. And people came to the altar and one lady stood out in front of him. And he, he was watching her and one of the workers came over and said, Pastor, or evangelist, this, this lady here is, she just is having a hard time accepting it. She just can't believe she can be saved. He walked over there with all confidence. Oh, sister, God died for everybody. Doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, what you've done. God loves you. He wants to save you. Went through all of you. Almost, he said, 15, 20 minutes more. I just preached. He said, I was so tired. And she looked at me and she said, I just don't believe he can save me. And flesh got a hold of him. But it was God too. And he said, well, just go to hell then. Whew. Didn't take her long, did her hands up and get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. If you choose after all that God has done, after all you have seen him do, you really choose to turn your back on the almighty, a miracle-working, providing God who has brought you through so much and out of so much. Just go on to hell then. I'm not saying that lightly. I hope it hits you like it did me. I thought, what? And then I got tickled. And I thought, well, that's literally the truth. You tell them. You witness it to them, you, you treat, teach them, you train them, you pray for them, you fast, you do all of that, and then they want to go, well, I just, I don't know. One day something's going to slap you upside your head and you're going to make up your mind and you're going to have to make a choice. You either go to heaven or hell. Here's the message tonight. You've made up your mind, but you've gotten a little discouraged with the others because you see them you can't make nobody go to heaven. You can't make your children. You can't make no. All the talking in the world is not going to make somebody believe what you believe or believe the right or, or to go to heaven. But you can make up your mind to serve the Lord. And so this is what Joshua said. So if all of y'all want to just go your way and turn your back on God after all he's done us for, all that he's brought us out of, you go right ahead. But I want to tell you this as a witness. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And you know what the people said? Almost like that woman. Oh no, God forbid that we should do that. God is our God. We will serve him. We won't turn our backs on him. We're going to serve God. And he said, you 
are your own witness here tonight. Go ahead and read it. And they said, yes, we are witnesses. And he said, so I'm recording it down in the word that we have here today agreed that God is the God we are to serve. And not only that, but I'm going to take this huge stone and I'm going to mount it over here under this oak tree and it's going to be a testimony and a memorial to you that you have witnessed that God is your God, that you're going to live for Him, that you're going to serve Him until the day you die. And it will always stand there as a witness to all generations that you made the choice to serve God. And they said, we are witnesses to that fact. I asked you tonight in closing, have you made that decision? Have you looked at that rock lately and said, I cannot afford to turn around and go back? Would you stand with me for just a moment? And if you are feeling weak or tired or discouraged or you feel like you have given up or maybe you've gotten despondent, there's nothing wrong with that per se. We all get that way. But could you for just a moment get a hold of this thing and say, I've got my mind made up. There used to be a song that said, I've got my mind made up. I've got my foot on the rock. (laughs) And I'm holding on. I'm not going back. Can you make up your mind tonight whether anybody else joins you anybody else goes that you're going to go to heaven I would love to take everybody with me I would like to take all my family and friends and I would love to take everybody with me but not everybody is going to serve the Lord but if you have made that choice tonight get a hold of this thing and make a witness one more time and when you get out there tomorrow just witness to them one more time I made my mind up back many years ago to serve the Lord and I've come this far and it would be foolish of me to turn my back on him now. Did you hear what I said? Let me say it one more time. Even though your husband forsook you, even though they turned their back on the faith, even though your children said, I don't believe in that God, I don't believe in that truth, it would be foolish of you at this point to turn back because I want to tell you something. If they cannot see your testimony, if they cannot see you established on the rock, Jesus Christ, They're certainly not going to ever change and make up their mind to find the truth. God tonight would call us back to prayer, to repentance, and dedication to say we witness this night that it is God that we will serve. Today is the day and the hour that the church needs to dedicate itself and say, I'm going to serve the Lord. Lift your hand and begin to pray all over this building. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for your children that they'll see that rock. Pray that you will be the rock that others will see. You may not be the one that wins your child. You may not be the one that will reach out to them and cause them to see the truth. But you may be able to touch your neighbor. You may be able to touch somebody in this church. You may be the one that will just cause. I I tell you, some of you, it caused me to hold on. Because of your steadfastness and your faith. I've seen you walk through things. I've seen you do that. And yet you're holding to that rock saying, I'm not going back. Sister Mangan touched me when she said, I'm 97, but I'm going on. I'm not giving up. I want to tell you tonight, I'm not near that old, but I have made up my mind. I'm going on and I'm not giving up. I'm going to live till Jesus comes to get me again. Jesus, mighty God, thank you for your presence in this house tonight. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, for the progression of faith and of salvation. Knowing, God, that he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. 
God, help us today to go further than we've ever gone before. Help us today, God, to get a hold of that, uh, that altar. Get a hold of the horns of that altar and pray like we've never prayed before. And fast and believe, Lord God. Let us get a glimpse of that rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, the rock of the church, the rock of salvation. One more time, Lord. Let us see the blood and the sacrifice. Let us see the cross and how you died for our sins. That God, we may be determined to go forth in this last day and hour. All over this building, every sickness, every sin, every every pain, every sorrow, every lost child. Oh God, I pray and intercede for in the name of Jesus. Touch my brothers and sisters uh, and help us, Lord, to bind together uh, and hold together till you come again. In Jesus' name. Woo! Hallelujah! 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 Mighty God, bring in the lost sheep, oh God, in this last hour. In Jesus' name. Oh, yes. have a need and you want to be prayed for two or three of us will gather together and pray for you before you leave if you need to go on now I understand but if you will give it just a moment that would be fine too but if you need prayer come quickly and let us just pray the prayer of faith with you in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah one more time sister Kylie if you would one more time Some of you saints come and pray for a healing for Brother Ronnie. Sister Lane, would you come?
Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lift your hands this way, brother. Pray for brother Charles.
Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I wish I knew that song. Sing it again one more time. tonight in the midnight hours oh bless me at three o'clock in the morning Lord when I can't sleep I need you oh my God I feel faith I feel faith in this house Hallelujah, my Lord. you to do something with me right now this is the 
really the elect of the church at this point. Not that the others are not. Many of them have many reasons why they can't be here. Some shut in, some sit, some jobs. We're living down. I was walking through the grocery store the other day, and I saw liquor. And I thought, I remember a time when there was not liquor. I used to work in a grocery store, and on Sunday, you couldn't sell a broom or anything. If anybody got one, I'd report them. Make me work on Sunday. I wouldn't let up blue law. I wouldn't. And now anything and everything goes. People are fighting Harder than they've ever fought before. Jobs don't care if you go to church. They don't care if you got a family. They don't care if you have any time for yourself. We're living in a selfish world. And we need to pray. Our pastor and his wife. I wouldn't want to pastor this day and hour. I'm sorry. I don't mean that ugly. I don't mean that disrespectful in any way. It is so hard. I have minister friends who are struggling. Because of the wickedness that is in the world but trying to creep into the church. Not that it is ours. I, don't, I know nothing. I don't fellowship. I don't associate. I stay in my little house. I just know spirits. And I know how they attack the anointed and the godly. And I want y'all to pray with me tonight for Brother and Sister Meyer. They have come so far in so many years. They have served this church. And they've been faithful. They stand at crossroads as to which way to go and what to do. Because we are all standing there in this day and hour. Our world has changed. Our church has changed. Circumstances have changed. We don't really know just what to do and keep it all straight. Let's pray that God would touch Brother and Sister Meyer while they're away. That they will find strength and healing for themselves. And let's lift them up. When you pray, don't pray for just yourself and your family. Lift our pastor and his wife up. I see them so many times. I just want to take them and just hold them and say, it's going to be okay. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. It's going to be okay. I don't know what we would do without a leader like this. I get wearied because Brother Meyer is not a young man anymore. Anytime we can have a changing of guards, anytime one of us, all of our elders have basically gone, just a few elderly, elderly, and now I'm the elderly. Things are changing. I want God to be with us through everything. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for our pastor and his wife and the family. Thank you for the grandchildren. Thank you for the children, Lord. Thank you, God, for the blessing they are to our church and the strength we find as we come Sunday after Sunday being fed. But, Lord, I pray that you would feed my pastor and his wife and the grandchildren and children. Lord, bless them. Lord, you know the hardships of living in a minister's home. You know the hardships of being on the platform. You know the hardships, Lord, and the difficulties at times of carrying this heavy load. Not that it's uncalled for, Lord. Not that it's not wanted. Not that it's not just a part of it. But, Lord, it's still hard to bear as a human. Even yourself, Lord, you pray to let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I pray, Lord, that you would help my brother and sister and family in the name of Jesus to carry the load set before them. And not just them, but Lord, these elders and these saints would feel the burden and the need to get behind them and encourage them. For Lord, you are in control of this church. You are in control of my pastor and his family. You are in control of these leaders of this church and this pastor's board and the financial board and the Sunday school teachers and the leaders and the saints. God, we need you and we choose you today to be our God. And we ask you, God, for leadership and direction in our own lives. In Jesus' name. God bless you for being faithful tonight. I'm so sorry I went longer than I was supposed to. Shake hands and be friendly. We'll see you Sunday.